This is the journey. This is the journey. Welcome back to We Love Science podcast. This is the journey episode. Here, our guest star shares more about their discovery of science and how mentors and experiences shaped who they are today. To hear more about the work associated with this journey, please check out the previous episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We love science. Today, we've been talking to Dr. Laura Canil, who is another science artist. Very, very cool. I love science artists. So through your company, Laura, which is called Canil Visuals, mm-hmm. you've been creating just these really strikingly beautiful mm-hmm. visual representations of scientific concepts, right? Um, so, so they're like scientific works of art. <laughs> so I really love how those two things come together. It's always so interesting, yeah. right? So we are going to jump into the journey segment of our conversation. And this is where we talk about sort of your career journey and how you got here. And we like to start with your earliest memories involving science. So did you have a science spark um, or any science wow moment growing up? I mean, I think it kind of developed while growing up. So I don't have like a specific moment where I was like, oh, now I'm going to do science. Mm -hmm. Actually, it changed a bit. So I do remember when I was a child, I wanted to become an inventor, like oh, I like to building up stuff. Yeah. But but then I changed, and I wanted to be a painter. So now I'm kind of doing both, which is kind of yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. And then I, like I went through other random things, like forest ranger, or like completely unrelated. Oh, wow, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And it didn't really get back to science until like middle high school I think because they're mm-hmm. so in high school I actually studied languages so not really science related mm-hmm. uh, but then during those years I started to become more interesting and interested in like science communication things in general mm-hmm. and I liked a lot astronomy and like mm-hmm. I was super fascinated by the universe and I would go to my volleyball training and then come back and look at the stars and try to learn oh, all the names oh, I love <laughs> Very that. nice. that's so sweet <laughs> So then when I, when I finished with the high school, I decided to yeah shift from languages, which I was studying, to more scientific topics. So I went for physics. Mm. <laughs> um, very, very, that's like the hard science, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big jump, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit hard in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah, but then, yeah, it was super exciting for me, like to get to know these new things. Mm-hmm. And I did both my bachelor and master in the same university in Italy. And then after, after, so at the end of the master, I went to Amsterdam for an internship for that. Then I used for my master thesis, but that was my first uh, research experience basically. Mm, cool. Great. And at that point I like, I wasn't sure if I want to stay in research or what to do exactly, but I did like, that experience. So I decided then to continue also with a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, for my PhD, I moved to Berlin and I did a PhD for four years there, mainly working with the photovoltaics, solar cells, 
and physics, chemistry, kind of okay. as general topics. Mm-hmm. And so during the PhD, so science, I like I like during the research part, but during the PhD, I realized that I liked more the communication part of it. Oh. Like, I really spent a lot of time on my presentations or making like the figures for my papers looking like nice. Yeah. <laughs> spend hours trying to make some animation because it's nice. <laughs> like, uh, and, and for me, it also had to understand better what I was doing or what other people around me were doing, like to, to represent visually the mm. topic. Yeah. So when I was then towards, I think, like a bit over the half of the PhD. And then I started to think what I want to do after. And I realized I didn't want to stay in research, but mm-hmm. I also didn't want to go away from science. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that science illustration was a job. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea it existed. Right. So, um, but then I started to look in the internet, mainly looking for science communication jobs in general yeah. Yeah. and finding what other people were doing. Um, and after a while, I found the website of of another of, of a scientific illustrator. Okay. And then I went like I really read through the biography of this guy who actually is from Berlin as well. Oh. <laughs> I had later on the chance to talk to him in person. That was really useful. Cool. And and then when I read it, like the biography and what he's doing, I, I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Like that's what I like to do, and it, the same kind of interest in science, but more from this visual and communication point of view. And then, so I I found out this was actually a possibility as career. Great. And so from that point on, I started to kind of focus on that as idea for my future. Still, you know, in parallel to my PhD. So my main job was still doing research and working for my PhD, which takes most of the time. So I didn't have a lot of time to work on scientific illustration on the side, Mm -hmm. but I started to try to look into it a bit more, try to learn a bit of a design software because, Mm -hmm. you know, I could use only PowerPoint, but (laughs) 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 you can do pretty cool things with PowerPoint, I think. (laughs) To be professional, you need a bit more than that. (laughs) So on the side, yeah, I started to... Learn a bit of uh, Photoshop at first, Illustrator, uh, Blender for 3D, uh, but really just a little bit when I had time and I did some figures and covers for myself, for my papers, for Mm. friends' papers, just to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Until, yeah, when I finally finished with the PhD, then I had the time to focus completely on this. Mm -hmm. So I decided to take at least a few months uh, off and just focus on uh, learning all the softwares, practicing, practices, practicing, basically. Mm-hmm. And I did that for, I don't know, a bit more than six months, I think. Okay. And then this was until the end of last year. And the beginning of this year, I officially started freelancing uh, wow. as a scientific illustrator. And, okay. and now it's uh, super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is really exciting. So it sounds like you knew that you loved um, illustrating. You love that visual component of science mm-hmm. communication, communicating mm-hmm. your, your science in that way. And you were preparing for it, right? You, you went from PowerPoint to the more heavy-duty software. But I'm curious, when did you actually decide? Like, when was that moment when you decided, 
I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to, you know, strike out as a freelancer and, um, and start doing um, science illustrations. Mm. Yeah, what's the story? So, <laughs> no, yeah, what is I mean, the story of Canil Visuals? Yeah. <laughs> There's a story I mean, behind that. It kind of went organically. So in the moment okay. I saw mm. that this career existed, yeah. I was like, okay, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I quickly found out that there's no really companies doing this. Okay. Mm. Or at least in Europe, especially. I think in the US you have a more some studios and things, like I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah. and you can also work for journals who yeah, have yeah. illustrators. Mm-hmm. But from what I know, in like in Europe it's a bit less common. And the more I was looking into it, the more the people I would find doing this job, they were all um, freelancers. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I mean, I tried to look also for if I would find job offers because yeah. especially for the beginning, it's a bit more stable to have like a, an actual position in some yeah. I don't know, company. Or, yeah. But uh, yeah, I couldn't really find some exactly this kind of position. So I just decided, well, then I'm, and I mean, freelancing is also kind of cool. It gives you yeah. like a freedom to yeah. work when you want. And yeah. this is also something I always liked. And then I only did a kind of academic kind of career. So mm-hmm. I was always a bit flexible in my timings and mm-hmm. where to work and when. So I, I like continuing that. I thought for freelancing matches this and it's good um so yeah then i just prepared a bit with it so here in in germany you can get some support also for um Mm. when you start something like Mm -hmm. this like start a company or anyway on like your own business Mm -hmm. so uh, i applied for a grant to have some support in the beginning Mm. and and then i just registered myself as freelancer and yeah yeah very cool That was very brave. Yeah, that was very brave right? for, uh, to just decide right out of out of grad school. I am going to become a freelancer, <laughs> right? It was scary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think the, the excitement covered this like uh, scared part. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I was in this scary. Like, I don't know how long it would take before it works out, and I can actually mm-hmm. leave out of it and. And I mean, it's still in the process, but it's going well for now. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the whole time I was like so happy that I finally found something that is matching a lot of passions of me. And like, oh. I can do in between, you know, being a bit of the bridge between science and art, which are two things I really like. Yes. Uh, so the motivation was pushing me through the fear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my own business. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Fuel that fear, right? To motivate you. Yeah. Um, or use yeah. that fear, use that fear to fuel you rather. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, I like yeah. that. I love it. Great. So have you had any mentors during your journey while you were figuring out, you know, all of this science and art bridging? Have you had any anyone you were looking up to, anyone who was like sort of really supporting you and mentoring you during that time? Um, I mean, no one specifically, I would say, like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a specific person that really helped me or like, also because in this, like, I didn't know personally, no, anybody in this kind of field. So I got help from everybody. So all my friends and my colleagues at work, they were all super supportive. And even like my, my supervisor during the PhD gave me some time to try like to develop Hmm. uh, this illustration part in my, like, in my 
more or less free time or anyway when I had less to do during the of the PhD project mm-hmm. and uh, everybody was just like super supporting which is very good for yeah. the motivation at least and yeah. I just started to also ask a lot of questions to other illustrators online like I don't know them personally but I contacted mm-hmm. a few of them on like social medias and everybody was very helpful and willing to answer my questions. So I got a bit of a general support uh, in general, both from friends and from other freelancers. And I guess that that helped in in any case, like even without having one specific mentor. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So you had a just like a village of very supportive people around yeah. you. So <laughs> that's, lucky. that's wonderful. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fantastic. So what advice would you give your younger self? So it was it's a difficult question <laughs> because I'm more I'm a kind of person that kind of think I I am who I am because of all the choices I made no mm-hmm. so it's like I could uh, you know keep tell to myself you know don't don't be scared like push yourself out of your like comfort zone and mm-hmm. just go for what you like directly and try to do it and don't like slow down or because mm-hmm. you're scared or something. Mm-hmm. And which I mean it's probably like still a suggestion I would give to myself but it's also <laughs> I don't know how my life would have been if I would have I don't know pushed myself more if I would have moved abroad earlier for example because that yeah. was a big step like a big change for me also like yeah. I stayed almost so until the end of the university close to where my family was in Italy mm-hmm. and then I moved yeah. more far and that open a lot of doors for me. So maybe I could have done that earlier. I don't know. But in the end, the importance that I reach, like I just try to follow my like passions and what I felt was good for me. And then I reached to this point where I actually found something that I find really fulfilling. And that's the important part for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that advice, honestly, Laura, like I would give myself that advice too, right? Like, (laughs) don't let fear hold you back. I feel like that's pretty universal, right? A lot of us, we hold ourselves back because of fear of whatever, right? Fear of failure, fear of what people will say, what people will think, fear of, you know, whatever, (laughs) making mistakes, not being perfect, right? All kinds of things. So, yeah, I think think that's pretty awesome advice that we all can to heart yeah I agree so yeah so looking back is there anything you would do differently no actually obviously in principle if I would have learned I don't know the design software from before it would be yeah. easier for me now because I'm trying to learn very fast things that people are studying from like long time and it's yeah. right right but it's also like I didn't know before I wanted to do this so I didn't know I needed those tools for example so it's uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it still, would have been useful yes but <laughs> yeah but your your journey and the learning journey that you went on you know learning this while doing your PhD that was really special for you right mm-hmm. and you know you don't know how it would have turned out if you had done it some other way but this is the way that worked for you and you're here. And I think, um, I think it's yeah. always great to love your journey and appreciate your journey and how you've changed yeah. through it. I agree. So. Yeah. I like never regret. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. That's no wonderful. Regret. And yeah, and it's so hard too, but it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when you visualize your successful self, Laura, what does that picture look like? Describe that picture for us. Mm, I mean, I I just see myself actually having a good work-life balance when I'm doing mm-hmm. like this kind of job, which I really love in a... Mm-hmm. Of, of course, in a successful way. So having enough clients that I can like make a life out of it and also enjoy the things that like, like, you know, free time and mm. uh, traveling and things. So, <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> but not at the price for me, it's also important, not yeah. at the price of like working just all the time for as much right. as I love. And I really love what I'm doing. And that's also sometimes something I like struggle with because yeah. I tend never to stop. Like I just like what I'm doing and I go yeah. on and then it's super late. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it would be ideal to be happy in completely like in the future to have this more balance where you can, you, you, you work enough to have the life you like to want to, mm-hmm. you, you like to have. But also you have your, your free time, your private life, enough time for that and, and to relax. And potentially, I mean, now I'm thinking about the future. It could also, if everything works really well and continues like this, this business could, could the business could also be expanded somehow and maybe Ooh. creating like a, a studio where we have, we are different yeah. because... Uh, I mean, my background is uh, physics, so yeah. material science, chemistry, like this. But so you know, it could be cool to have a studio where you have someone expert in biology or medicine, right. and, like all the other fields. And yeah. uh, because, of course, like I, I work a bit with uh, every field. It's mm-hmm. always interesting, and with a with a scientific background, you can always do more or less everything. Like you understand. Mm-hmm what people tell you, even if it's not your field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's easier when it is what you start. Like you can be more useful also for the client when uh, uh, the topic you're illustrating is close to what you started. Mm-hmm. So I think with a, with a studio where you can have people with the different expertise, then you can like really tackle all the science, basically. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, it's like the best service. <laughs> <laughs> All the good things. Lovely. Like like so balance and happiness and the possible expansion of Canil visuals. <laughs> I love it. I see it for you and I'm rooting for you. Thank you. So excellent. Thank you so much for sharing, Laura. Patu, do you have any additional questions for this? Yeah, I do have um, one additional question. So, uh, Laura, when you were getting started, um, did you have to learn a lot of like the art side of it, you know, or have you always been kind of someone who likes to draw, someone who likes to, you know, like design? And so it came kind of like natural for you to transition into this. Does that make sense? Mm, Yeah. uh, I think I have a way. Like um, I had a bit of an artistic sense, I would say. Like, so, but I also never really studied it. Like I never did an art course. Um, I'm not insanely good at hand drawing. Like I can hand draw, but it's like (laughs) not perfect at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to learn that because in the end, digital art, you don't need to be perfect at hand drawing it helps yeah it helps especially for 2d drawing but for example for 3d it's a lot of modeling and it's more similar to almost programming than to uh, actually hand drawing but you need to have i mean it helps to have a good sense of like composition and lighting and like colors and these kind of things and i think for me this comes kind of natural 
So that that helps. Uh, but it would probably help also more to do some like a more specific course. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I never really did anything specifically artistic, like except what you do in normal school, let's say. But on my free time, sometimes I like to draw, but yeah. it's, uh, it's also not something I did or I do really regularly, just every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. I love that, though. I was just like a natural, you know, like artistic flair that you have. Definitely way better than me. All my stuff is just like, (laughs) I'm like, it's like illegible. Like no one knows uh, what it is. (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing that with us. All right. So for the last um, segment of our show, it is called Life Lights. <laughs> and this is where we talk about what brings you joy outside of your work, Laura. So, you know, what kinds of hobbies or passion projects, spending time with family, friends, how do you relax? What brings you happiness, you know, and enjoyment to your life? Um, so there's uh, like a few things yeah. in, in general. Well, I love nature so i really oh. like to go for like a Ooh. hike or like camping right. or things like this yeah um but i also like so i like uh, sport a lot mm-hmm. and in, in this moment i'm i'm playing rugby and this is like a big <gasps> part of my life actually wow. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's really um, I don't know, I found out this sport, like I started to play only like in the last year since after i moved to germany okay and it's a really cool sport i think not only for the sport itself but also for the um the community oh. so what i really so it's not only about doing some sport for me this is really about uh, friendship and like oh. uh, be like being together and like everybody is accepted everything like yeah. you play of course you're competitive when you like play a game or something but then yeah. after the game you're all together having a beer partying it's like it's a great community and yeah. it's also it's been very good also for my personal growth i think because <laughs> it pushed my self-confidence a lot like it's a sport oh. where you had to do to make a decisions and go for it <laughs> like okay. because, and like stick to it because otherwise someone's gonna run over you basically <laughs> 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 so you're wow. like, whatever if it's, it's, it's a wrong decision it doesn't matter yeah. you have to be confident and try to go through with it and that helped me also in my personal life i think oh, so yeah. okay. i feel like uh, it's something that right now is bringing a lot to my to my life as well so, i love that i think like it's stress release <laughs> yeah right <laughs> excellent i feel like you have to be really tough to play rugby that's a sport I'm a little bit afraid of (laughs) (laughs) wonderful I love that analogy though like um you know make a decision and go for it or someone's gonna run over you right (laughs) 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 that's a great analogy I think for life even right make a decision and go for it you're gonna get like bulldozed over (laughs) you you gotta move you gotta move I love that yeah can't just stay in one place I love that Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Lara. You know, we really enjoyed speaking with you and learning about, I feel like, you know, what is just the start of what I hope is going to be a phenomenal career for you and that you will be able to achieve all these amazing objectives that you have. And, you know, we'll be in Times Square and we'll just see like this amazing, (laughs) like, we need to speak into existence. We're going to see the advertisement, right? For Canil Visuals and all the things that you want to see, right? (laughs) 
you know, speaking is not going to happen. So I really, really enjoyed speaking with you and Shakira did as well. Um, so we're definitely going to follow, you know, your journey um, and, you know, just keep, I guess, an eye on, on what you're up to next. Um, and maybe sometime in the future, you know, we'll follow up with you and see what the next phase of all this is like for you. But this is really, really fantastic. And we wish you, you know, the best on literally what you're just starting your career. So there's like, I feel like the opportunities at this point are endless, right? It can go anywhere. And I think that's like something really, really exciting to look forward to. Yeah, thank you. And so uh, really nice time talking to you. And it's uh, it's always exciting to me, exciting to, to, to talk about yeah. this because I think it's also not a very well-known yeah. career path. That's and every true. time, like I already met people that didn't know about it and then they were like, yeah. oh, really? It's like, it's so cool. So I'm like, maybe even happy if it can inspire someone and like, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> I agree. Like um, you're the second scientific illustrator, like scientific artist we've yeah. had on the show, but Shakira and I, like, this is something where when we saw it, you know, cause we, we see like, you know, like the visuals and things and we're like, there are people who do this for a living. Like this is really <laughs> cool, but finding you guys is so hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's growing. It's growing. I think it's, it's growing. more in the future. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, definitely growing um and i think we've also been really fortunate that um you know we've had you on the show uh, re recently um last season we had um chidi bire who's also um a medical illustrator and also does amazing work so i feel like um the community also of just those who do like scientific art scientific illustrations is also you know just really productive like you know and you you guys are starting to get your name out there and i think that is really going to have people start to pay more attention you know to yeah, yeah. what the what the i think also is. like researchers and scientists are realizing yeah. how important it is to have like I even see. the visual representation of uh, what they do agree and for now even like there's a there's a sort of community sense also in the between illustrators maybe because yeah. we're not that many yeah. and there's like this there's not a much about competition yet i yeah. don't feel like people are just trying to be competitive and get your clients or whatever it's just I agree. there's there's enough for everybody at the moment yeah. and it's really cool and i hope it grows more and like then yeah it yeah. would be great and useful for everybody, I think. Yeah, I like that. I like thinking of it that way. It's like there's more than enough for everybody, right? You know, we There's no reason to fight over this. Like everyone's yeah. style is a little bit different. Everyone, you know, is going to bring their own unique um, ideas and creativity. And that makes it so that it's, it's you know, you can literally have whatever you want. You know, it's just yeah. like yeah, the creativity yeah. is the limit. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, that's really cool. It's like very collaborative and collegial. And, and that yeah. aspect and I think that's really good awesome okay so we'd like to say thank you to our listeners for supporting the podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe like and share and you can reach out to us by email at lovesciencepodcast at gmail.com please send any questions for past guests comments about the show or suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you until next time bye everyone bye. Bye.